Hey there, listeners. This is The Critic. Before we get into today's episode, we just want to let you know that we have a few giveaways at whywatchthat.com that we want you to enter into. And they are for, first, Saturday Night Fever, Blu-ray copy of that. It is the 40th anniversary this year. There's only one more day left to enter that. Make sure you do. Second, we have Inside Amy Schumer Season 4. Blu-ray copy there. Check it out. Giveaway again, whywatchthat.com. And lastly, we're giving away Godfather Part 1 and Part 2. So you've got to go to whywatchthat.com to enter. Hopefully you'll win. Fingers crossed. Here's our episode. On this episode of Why Watch That. So I was surprised. I thought it was nice. I thought it captured the millennial spirit, your younger millennial spirit. Then I kept watching it. it. Just as a binge, it didn't work for me. Every single reason I wasn't quite on board with that to say, and this is a difficult subject matter. Some of those reasons I was like, mm, that's real weak. I'm sorry. This would be good in any time period. But I mm. think because of where we are politically across the globe, it's added to it. I think that a lot of the response is because of that. Uh, it's not a great show. It's a good one. Mm. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome to Why Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. Rapid Fire. We have a new segment for you. It's called the Rapid Fire Round. And Uh this happens to be the TV shows that have ended and the ones that have started their freshman year, just begun, new shows. So we're going to go fast. So listen very carefully. If you need to go to the website and look at those things specifically, you can certainly do that. But the critic is going to give us his thoughts on some of the new and ending TV shows. Ready? Yes. The Magicians on Sci-Fi. Give us your thoughts. Well, this is ending the second season. I think there's more magic, more things happening, faster pace in the second season, which was needed. If you're interested in sci-fi fantasy, it's on sci-fi. This is the show for you. If not, you can skip it. The Path on Hulu. Ooh, Aaron Paul's back. Yes, he is. And, you know, I talked about the beginning of the second season. I liked where his character was. His character is ascending to being the head of this cult. And he has people at his heels, namely Hugh Dancy's character. And Michelle Monaghan is in the middle. This is up and down in quality. Uh, By the end, they finally get there. But it took too long. I'm still watching. But are you? Mm, Crashing on HBO. The comedy that keeps crashing. (laughs) That's right. So this is based on the life of Pete Holmes. He's a stand-up comedian. We see that he has a strained relationship with his wife, who's tired of taking care of him. He fails as a comedian. He crashes there. He crashes in people's homes after she kicks him out. But he starts to find success and failure. I like him as a person, as a guy on the show. And it's only eight episodes. Judd Apatow is an executive producer. If you want to see a comedian who's a Christian and a good guy in the cesspool of comedy, this is the show for you. Legends of Tomorrow on CW. Yes, this is the DC comic answer to The Defenders. 
okay. Now, this has ended its second season, and at the second season, they finally go back to 2017. They're all over the place in time, everybody. They are time travelers. And they come back to L.A. in 2017, and things have changed. Oh, boy, oh, boy. This show, just like in its first season, ends with a bang, a whole wall. And the whole season, they dealt with the sphere of destiny that was changing history. They fixed that, but they got larger problems on their hands, literally. Uh-oh. Outsiders is saying ta-ta to WGN. However, they're shopping it around. Should we try to fix this? Do we vote for it? Do we not? Well, if you've watched it up to now, I would hope they bring it back because there's so many questions unanswered. What is this whole mystical thing going on? They keep teasing it and then leaving it for like 10 episodes. Can we get some answers? We are on the mountain in Kentucky. We've got a mining company that wants to get in that mountain, but the clan living there says, no, you won't. They clash. People die. Drinking water is contaminated. And we've got to see in the third season, hopefully, what the resolution is, if there is one. So if you haven't started watching it, check it out. You'll know early on whether it's for you. If you are watching it, let's hope together that it continues. It's not perfect. It's not even great, but it's good. Amazon Prime has this third season of Catastrophe, which you are adoring with each growing season and growing family. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So this is about a guy and a gal, an American guy played by Rob Delaney, uh, an Irish gal played by Sharon Horgan. They meet in London just to have fun together while she gets preggers. He decides as a stand-up guy to actually marry her and move to London to live together. In the third season, we see their family continue to grow. We see that they still have problems and their friends i think it's a wonderful show about relationships half an hour per episode six episodes per season you can get through all 18 episodes if you haven't started it in six hours okay or nine hours i mean so everybody please 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 if you haven't just check it out they do go there it is not for the faint of heart but it does have heart underneath it aha Ooh, now let's switch gears to new shows, shows we haven't talked about before, that are making their debut. Harlots on Hulu is making quite the um, (laughs) ruffle. (laughs) That's right. And this is based on the Covent Garden Ladies by Hallie Rubenhold. Now the Harlots, that is literal. We are in 1763 London. We have two rival madams going at it. One madam oh, played by Samantha. But not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> one, one madam played by Samantha Morton is trying to get better, better clients, better house, all of that. And the other madam played by Leslie Mandel is trying to keep her down. They have a backstory going on. They have children involved who are, ma- who are harlots. I mean, this is entertaining. That's what it is. Is it going to give you the depth of it? Not quite, but they do hint at women needing to take control of their lives. Class, which is the Doctor Who spinoff on BBC America, is making quite the magic touch to some. Dark (laughs) magic, that is. That's right. So it's a little darker than Doctor Who probably, especially in the early goings. We still have the terrible effects. That's just a part of it. This is about a group of students who meet and they have to fight off all kinds of beings from across the universe. I mean, that's what it is. They have to protect people, and they don't quite know why they were chosen. But one of them has a secret, which we find out in the first 
episode that links them to a teacher and they have to save the world. So if you like that, check it out. If you don't, if you like sci-fi kind of cheesy stuff, this is for you. The White Princess is on Stars, which is a miniseries based off of, or the, the next level or next story of yeah. the white woman. No, <laughs> the white queen. <laughs> but she happens to be white, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, look. So what this is... I'm not wrong! (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. So in The White Princess, we see the sequel to The White Queen. This is all based on Philippa Gregory's uh, novel series. Uh, This time, we see the marriage of Henry VII and Elizabeth of York. They are not fans of each other. Because this is ending the Wars of the Roses... Lancaster versus York. Elizabeth, of course, is of York. Henry is a Lancaster. But they do have some kids together. We know one of them is Henry VIII. So the question is, is Elizabeth out to get Henry all the time? Was she changing her mind? And what about Mama? Uh-oh. So if you like The White Queen, watch this. If you haven't seen The White Queen, but you want a, a period drama with some costumes. This is fine. It's not offensive. Oh, Girl Boss on Netflix. Yet another Netflix installment of a new show. Should we watch it? I don't know. Quickly. Okay, now this is based on Sofia Amoruso's uh, bio- autobiography, Girl Boss. It's about a 20-something girl who decides to start an eBay company selling vintage dresses. She has not succeeded in life until this point. Now she does. What does she do with that success, though? She hasn't matured enough to handle it. So we see the ups and downs. For me, she's a bit annoying. I made it through over half of the first season. I don't know if I'm going back, but will you? We'll find out. Mary Kills People. Whoa, Lifetime is coming out with one that uh, is a deadly success. Ah, very good. And you, the title tells it all, doesn't it? Okay. So this is about this is about a doctor who helps people in their lives. Okay, she assists patients a la Dr. Kevorkian. She has a fellow former doctor helping her out with that and a nurse who gives her the patients. But the authorities are on to her. One guy is pretending to be a patient to try to catch her, but she's a little too smart for that. Also, are they falling in love or not? This is Lifetime, everybody. If you are a Lifetime fan, check it out. If you're not and you go, well, I want something a bit soapy but a little dark, this might work for you. It is good for Lifetime. Oh, let's end this rapid fire with American Gods on Stars. Mm -hmm. And it may or may not be exactly what it the title says. (laughs) Well, yes, there are a series of gods, and this is based on the graphic novel by Neil Gaiman. Now, this comes to us from Brian Fuller, who developed it with Michael Green, and Brian Fuller did. He was on Heroes, the staff, he did Hannibal, all of that stuff. Uh, The opening, to me, is what the show should be about. It talks about the gods, what gods mean to us as humans throughout history. The way they started it, it looks like Vikings are coming to the new world, was great. Then it loses steam. It's only one episode as of taping. We'll have to see if they pick things up in the second episode. I will say this, the cast is wonderful, especially once playing gods. The first one we saw is played by Ian McShane. Enough said. Dang, we went through all of that just for you listeners. You can pick and choose Ooh. which ones you will continue to watch. And if you will, you might have to wait till the next season. Hmm. <laughs> Did you know? Part one. Oh, critic? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a subdued one from you. Look at that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, listen. 
Uh-huh. I've got some serious business I want to talk to you about. Uh-oh. It's did you know time. Although it's kind of, I can't really phrase it like a did you know. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, did you know that the highest gross in comic book movie is this movie? Oh. oh, there's so many to choose from, and now choose wisely. I am thinking we'll see. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days. And get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. All right. Okay. You've had your time. So, did you do you know it? Well, let's think about this logically. When it comes to grosses of film, you know, the later it is in, in time, the more likely it is to make more money because they don't adjust for inflation. Okay. So it has to be something recent. And what I was thinking is, is it an Iron Man kind of movie or is it an Avengers kind of movie? And I just, based on that... Oh, but you can't re- leave out the Dark Knights. The that's, but I don't think it's a DC movie. I think it's a Marvel. Mm. So... I think Iron Man is a little too old. I think it's one of the Avengers movies. Is that right? I need a specific answer. Oh, oh. Um, the Avengers. Yes, that's right. Oh, it's the oh, Avengers. Oh, oh, I thought you would pick I thought you pick Age of Ultron because it's more recent. But Yeah, I know there was listen a dip to this. for that one though. Mm-hmm. Two but but we're not we're not even talking about just overall. That's true. We're we're talking about opening weekend as well. Oh. 207 plus million dollars opening weekend in 2012. Wow. What comes in at a very, very distant second is The Dark Knight. So you don't count that out. Don't Mm -hmm. count that out. That Mm -hmm. opened at 158. But remember, there was that tragic thing that happened around the opening time. So that really just Heath Ledger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just Heath Ledger, but the shooting as well. Oh, right, right. That opening weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, if you guys want to relive some of those moments, you can certainly watch it on some streaming live because it's the highest grossing for a reason. Or if you want to catch the latest installment of the Avengers arc with the pull away guarding the, the galaxy 2 it opened up last weekend and so you can dip to the movie theater to see that i think i might do that oh back to why watch that the why watch that talk Hey there, everybody. We've got some TV shows that we need to talk about, of course. I mean, what else are we going to talk about at this time? <laughs> all, and, uh, all people want is TV. That's all y'all want. TV, 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 TV. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the TV shows that have just started their new freshman introduction. The new TV shows, in other words. And then we're also going to talk to talk about some ones that have ended the season and ones that we're saying goodbye to. So let's dive in. Okay. First of all, <laughs> we're, let's talk about the new ones. Mm-hmm. 13 Reasons Why is basically like 
the zeitgeist as you're talking about it's in it it's running it everybody's yeah. talking about netflix's new very very controversial tv show it's uh, dealing with suicide and do we want to watch 13 episodes of that i'm not sure but i have a feeling you're going to tell us Oh, well, so everybody, this is about uh, a teenage gal who kills herself uh, before. Yeah, before she does, she decides to leave behind 13 reasons why. And she goes old school. She puts it on tape. So it's wow. It's seven tapes and each side is a reason up to 13. And it involves her fellow classmates. It even involves some of the faculty. Mm hmm. So what happens is the people involved in those reasons, they each get the tapes, they listen to all of it and pass it on to the next person. So there's Wait, an so mm -hmm. I have a question. Are the yep. tapes, is this an audio tape? Yep. And how do we see what's going on? Are we watching them listen to it? Yep. So we'll, we'll get to that point, how they play that out. So each person gets that. If they alert anybody, the tapes are released to everyone. It becomes a massive story. So that's what's keeping them back. And they're not all friends. So there are all kinds of tensions. Do you trust this person with the tapes? You know, because not everyone has the same amount of blame. Now, Dylan Minnette plays Clay Jensen, who gets these tapes. And uh, Catherine Langford plays Hannah Baker, who's the young woman who killed herself. Now, they had a relationship going. So he's kind of an outsider in regards to the people who's to blame. The reason that he's on the tape is not the same as everybody else's. Aha. So we see him listening to the tapes, realizing what's going on. And we see the other students who are involved watching him listen to the tapes or watching him to see whether he's listening to the tapes or not. They've already heard it. And they think that he might be a problem. Okay. So that progresses. There are 13 episodes, and you know what happens there. Now, what I have to say is this. From the beginning, I was enjoying it. I was surprised. This comes to us. It's developed by Brian Yorkie based on the book of the same name by Jay Asher. Uh, and by the way, Tom McCarthy is one of the executive producers. He's behind Spotlight, for instance. So we have, you know, some serious people here. So I was surprised. I thought it was nice. I thought it captured the millennial spirit, your younger millennial spirit. Then I kept watching. I, it just as a binge, it didn't work for me. Every single reason I wasn't quite on board with, I have to say, and this is a difficult subject matter. Some of those reasons I was like, mm, that's real weak. I'm sorry. Like, okay, like you knocked down a stop sign and this led to a tragedy. I, it just didn't hold up. Uh, the Clay Jensen, Dylan Minnette's character, his reason, but some of the other ones, were, you're like, oh my goodness. So I don't know about the balance here. Binging for me, I did binge it. It didn't quite work overall. Uh, I think if you're younger though, it brings up the subject matter in a way that will get people to talk. So that's mm. important. It's not an overall success. Plus, they're going into a second season. I have no idea where that's going. I'm not watching oh, the second goodness. season. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. I mean, I'm, who can stomach that? Yeah. Let's move on to something a little more lighter. <laughs> <laughs> National Geographic is coming out oh. with some punches in their series called Genius. Yeah. And they're starting it with Albert Einstein. I mean, who else yeah. do you, when you say genius? Yeah. Who else do you really start with? And we hear, you know, I hear there's some pretty good cast members, especially that one playing it. Einstein. 
That's right. And uh, the older version of Einstein's played by the great Jeffrey Rush. Yes. Yeah, Australian actor extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, and this season is based on Walter Isaacson's uh, biography of Einstein. Okay, so mm. they have that source material. Uh, it's developed by Noah Pink and Ken Biller, and it's executive produced by Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. Whoa, 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 whoa. And Ron Howard directed the pilot. So it had the whole Ron Howard aesthetic. Oh, it was, it's just nice to be in his hands. He, like, reminds me of a, of a, a slightly edgier Spielberg. <laughs> just mm-hmm, slight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, you know, this is perfect for him to set this up. Uh, and Johnny Flynn, by the way, plays the younger Albert Einstein in his university days. Okay. Mm. So the older Al- Albert Einstein is in Germany, and the war is about to break out. He needs to get out of there. Yeah, he does yeah. quickly. So that's one thing going on then. We also see, of course, his university days where he meets really the love of his life, this brilliant woman who is, you know, a scientist in her own right. They meet in class. And she bested him on the test. Ha ha, how you like that? So <laughs> we see him in the classroom. Of course, this is Einstein. He's questioning everything, getting on the teacher's nerves. There's also another young woman whom he courted, but he's not quite into her as much because she doesn't uh, work for him on that kind of intellectual level. So this mm. is just two episodes ref in where we are. Wow. I just think if you are interested in Einstein or in science or you just like seeing like that beautiful mind kind of thing, this is the show for you. I am enjoying it. The pilot was very successful. The second episode did what it needed to to continue that. And I'm looking forward to the next. And by the way, to end it, at the end of the season of 10 episodes, we will figure out the subject of the second season. Who's the next Ooh, genius? Oh, so there you go. That's exciting. Yes. Well done, National Geographic. The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. I'm telling you, Hulu is yep. pulling no punches this season. You can watch, what, I think up to three episodes at this point, or I, I'm not four, sure. Right can, now. Four, mm-hmm. uh, four episodes at this point. And we've got, you know, we've got a uh, Mad Men, uh, alum yeah. uh, making a splash and so is the show that's right and that Mad Men alum is Elizabeth Moss uh, playing the lead uh, we also have Joseph Fiennes in it uh, and Dowd oh my gosh that's your favorite you just love Ann Dowd <laughs> <laughs> Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black and more so it has a strong cast this is a dystopian uh, near future fiction series based on the book by Margaret Atwood that was released in the 80s. The, I remember the movie and all of that. Uh, this is really hitting a nerve, especially in this country and across the world, I assume, because we have a Christian fundamentalist government that's coming to power at, uh, at this time. And what's happened is, everybody, people are going sterile. They can't have no more kitties. Mm. But there are a few women left who can. So the government forces them into servitude to the head families who can't have kids. So these handmaids have to have sex with the men with the wife there too, the barren wife. Oh, good gracious. So it leads to all kinds of problems. And of course, there are all kinds of rules according to Christian fundamentalism that you have to do. So the crackdown is there, and Andal plays one of the people who do, you know, who does the crackdown. So we know that. The thing is, everybody, this would be good in any time period. But I hmm. think because of where we are politically across the globe, it's added to it. 
I think that a lot of the response is because of that. Uh, it's not a great show. It's a good one. Mm. But it's that time that just makes it, it just gives you the chills at times. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's almost like an underground kind of thing too, Ref, where they bring in uh, uh, music that's current. But uh-huh. it seems like there's an anachronism going on. So they use those kinds of things. So, you know, four episodes so far. We will get six more, one per week. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. This is definitely adult stuff. But you got to watch it. Or, or who are you going to talk? I mean, everybody's talking about it. you got to watch this. Ooh, well, the, everybody's talking about this, too. And I, I don't know if it's always good, but Netflix has turned the movie Dear White People into a TV show. Yes. Yeah. It's the same guy who wrote it and directed it and created it for Sundance Film Festival some years ago. And the movie was kind of received, subject matter-wise, it was definitely on the cusp of things. But was it executed well? I don't know. That's up for argument. Now, the TV show, we both got a chance to at least see the first three episodes. You went a little further along than I did. But, um, yeah, I... uh, I'll give you my take real quick, and you can just kindly take over from here. Dear White People, again, it was made for a Sundance audience. Yeah. It's an indie film. It's got some nodding to Spike Lee. It's got mm-hmm. some nodding to satire, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. Um, but when it translates to TV, it doesn't quite translate because you have to extend this thing out for 10 episodes. Yeah. And in how one do you season. Yeah, in that's one the first season. season? Yeah. And how do you do that when you've seen the movie already? So mm. the question is, like I think we were talking earlier, do you need to watch the TV show if you've already seen the movie? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll give you a strong caution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's exactly it. Because when you start watching it, if you've seen the movie, you go, okay, like, I know. I know these plot points. And it doesn't take off from there. That's what you would expect. Especially if you are saying that this is a satire. Let me tell all of you something. Malcolm Gladwell has a podcast, if you haven't listened to it, and he talks about satire. He does a great definition of it. It's got to sting. Sting. It's not just we're laughing and then we move on with our day. No, you laugh and then you're almost embarrassed at laughing at a certain point, and you think about it. And you talked about Spike Lee. He did bamboozle. Now, look, if you want satire, that's it. I mean, you start laughing, it's ridiculous, and then by the end, you are ashamed that you laugh, you feel bad about it, it's taking you to a completely new place. Dear white people doesn't do that. It just seems like a regular dramedy. This could be happening anywhere. Anywhere. It is happening. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's a toothless tiger, unfortunately. And I think that if they're going to have a second season, that Justin Simeon, that creator you were talking about, he needs to, you know, go out guns blazing don't hold back especially in this climate that we're in now yeah yeah as well yeah so that wraps it for the new shows and now the pick of the week the critic is coming at you with the pick of the week in celebration of the latest alien installment the movie we're going to wet your whistle with alien and aliens, yes, one and two. The first being uh, directed by Ridley Scott, yes, uh-huh. the famous <laughs> Sir Ridley. Is he, sir? I don't know. Uh, um, um, is he? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> he, it, in his mind, he is. And of course, um, Dan O'Bannon and uh, Ronald uh, Shusett did this, the uh, whole creation of the alien world. But yeah. then the second 
James Cameron came in and wrote the screenplay and the story along with some producers of Alien. Yep. What in the world are we getting ourselves into if we revisit these two? Oh, my goodness. It is uh, Scott, by the way. Yes, it is. So, Liz. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, in Alien, it we know this started everything. We know that this is just a straight-up horror thriller. Yafet Koto is in it saying, why don't y'all freeze him? <laughs> and we all agree. And we have a whole cast of wonderful actors and actresses led by Sigourney Weaver, who's Ripley really hit the screen, the world, just took it by storm. Remember, this was released in 1979. We, we had not seen a female be in that kind of role before. And we are yeah. now continuing to see the repercussions or the, uh, the vibrations of that role. Yes. Right now. So there is one alien in Alien, okay? And we know that leads to multiple aliens in Aliens, all right? <laughs> Which is when you get an action movie. It's a horror action movie. So it's really different genres, and it all works. Excuse me. If you have not seen Alien and Aliens, stop what you're doing and go find it right now. Now, on May 18th, Thursday, May 18th, IFC, the channel, is having mm. a little marathon. So you can watch it then or DVR it. You don't want to miss it. If you haven't seen it in a while, watch these movies. They hold up. They will get you in the mood for Alien Covenant. I'm so excited for that. Oh, I nice. know you are. Back to why watch that. Let's talk about the shows that are ending its season or ending. Yeah. And we're going to start off with a show that you you can't really get enough of this, I hear. Colony on USA. Again, very much in a sci-fi world, but dealing with timely issues of the walls. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this is the second season, so this started before our recent events. Let's say it that way. Yeah. So, you know, this it's all this prescient stuff coming in. The Handmaid's Tale Colony. Colony, the first season I was fine with, uh, the subject matter kept me going. I wanted them to pick things up and get it going, and they did in the second season. Now, everybody, there are walls in this show, okay? Because the aliens have invaded. Mm. They have segregated all the countries, what's left of them, into colonies. And this show focuses on Los Angeles Colony. Now, in this season... We see the resistance really start ramping up, trying to stop these aliens. But what are the aliens ultimately up to? Is it a Matrix sort of thing where they want us for resources? Or do they just want the planet? Hmm. So at the end of this season, we see the family, mother and father, played by Josh Holloway and Sarah Wayne Callies, we see them actually get out of the colony. But how and why and what's coming next? Oh. That's where the third season is going. Now, Carlton Cuse is one of the creators. We know him from Lost. It's for strain. That's strain. Strain. Strain is approaching play. <laughs> so if you know Lost, you know that he knows mm-hmm. how to keep this story going. I am excited for the third season. Is this great? Yeah, no, but it's for me. Okay, so moving on to... <laughs> Moving on to Showtime's um, ending their sixth season of Homeland. This thing is going strong, but we do know it's going to end sometime, just not this season. That's right. And uh, we've got some highs and some lows for you. Wow. I I already talked about on this podcast how they killed one of my favorite characters. Let's find 
We only have two more seasons left. This season really sets up the ending arc. We are in the United States now, everybody. We're not in the Middle East, okay? And the president-elect, oh boy, she has gone through it. But the question is, at the end of the season, who is she? Played by Elizabeth Marvel. Exactly who is this woman? And the people we thought were at loggerheads at the beginning of the sixth season, maybe they're not anymore. The people who are allies, maybe they're not anymore. They really did a huge switcheroo. And I've got to say that I watched this with my brother, and he, from the beginning, was suspicious of a character, and he was right. i got to give it to him. We'll see if those suspicions continue in season seven. Oh, if you haven't started watching Homeland, just do it. It's an up-and-down journey, but it's worth it. Now, CBS All Access has The Good Fight. Ah. And it's the spinoff of The Good Wife. And <laughs> we've talked about it. Hmm. CBS All Access is a you can't catch this on Hulu, you can't catch it on On Demand, you're going to have to pay for this sucker yep. and um, it's what $5.99 or something like that question is, do we really need to pay that money to watch The Good Fight or can we be, just be satisfied with The Good Wife um, I'm not satisfied I, th- look, I want this in my life until I die <laughs> Oh boy! Now, if you if you watch the Good Wife, you were a fan. Definitely see the Good Fight. All you got to do, pay for one month or get it for free from CBS, and just binge it. That's it. Ten episodes done. If you have not seen the Good Wife, what? Watch the Good Wife and then watch the Good Fight. Okay, please. So, yeah, do it that way. Don't start with the Good Fight. Start with the Good Wife, just because it's great television. Now for the Good Fight. This is starring Christine Baranski again as Diane Lockhart from The Good Wife. We are focused on her. She's involved in a Ponzi scheme unwittingly, which tanks her career. She was trying to retire, and she can't anymore. She's booted out of her firm. She goes to a black firm. I love it. Headed by Delroy Lindo and uh, Erica Tazel, their characters. She has decided now, okay, y'all going to pay. And we see that play out in the Good Wife style. So it's if you like mm. that, it's the same kind of thing. We get the serial aspect. We get the procedural aspect. They have not lost a step. Um, is it an improvement of the Good Wife? Absolutely not. It's a continuation. And I welcome it. And uh, I just say, I can't wait for the second season. It's just comfort food for me now, Ref. That's all it is. That's good, good, good. I can't wait to do just that. Now, the feud, or excuse me, feud Betty and Joan is the first installment in a new series that um, is coming your way from the folks that brought you American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah, now, American Horror Story, all of Amer- that. Yeah, the, an American Horror Story, all of Screen Queens, right? Yep. Betty and Joan, who are we talking about? Of course, none other than Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Oh, boy. This legendary feud in Hollywood that everybody knew about. Quite frankly, I didn't know the extent of the feud. Um, It's pretty deep-rooted, but you'll be surprised at what this series offers. Again, it's ten episodes. You go first, and then I can give my thoughts. Yeah, oh, it's eight episodes, actually. Even Oh, eight, that's right. You are. You're right. Yeah. Eight episodes. So, look, Betty Davis, just full disclosure, is one of my favorite actresses, period. And Joan Crawford, I know really well. So, I was watching this going, okay, are they going to nail these depictions? And what does feud mean? That's the question here. It is. Jessica Lange plays Joan Crawford, and let me tell you, 
masterclass of acting. Oh my gosh, some of the best work I've seen on TV. It is top to bottom stellar. It's funny, it's tragic, it's dramatic, it's crazy, it's honest. It, I mean, she hit every note, every little beat change they gave Jessica Lang. she nailed like she wrote it, okay? <laughs> so, and that both helps and slightly, just ever so slightly, hurts this show. Uh, the reason is, Betty Davis, to me, on the page, wasn't given as much as she deserved, in my opinion, especially if you compare it to what Joan Crawford got. Also, Susan Sarandon, who's a wonderful actress, doesn't seem like Betty to me. Now, Betty's a mm. harder sell because she's very distinctive. I just wasn't mm. feeling it all the time. I think her best moments were in the third episode, to be honest. And of course, this rival is, is uh, spurs or escalates when they made their only movie together, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Uh, if you haven't seen that, watch it. Uh, you just have to. Now, look, the rest of this cast is just wonderful. Alfred Molina plays the director of the movie. Great! We get Stanley Tucci as Jack Warner, just having a great time. Judy Davis is the gossip columnist who's bitter. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, and other people. Mama Sita, the woman playing her. We get Allison Wright from uh, The Americans playing the assistant to the director. So this is just well-done television. My only thing, other than the Betty Davis stuff, which is a minor gripe, is I didn't quite feel the feud the way I was expecting it. But, Ref, you're going to tell us more about what they did with that. So I'm eager to hear that. You know, I have to echo everything that you said. I concur. I nod. Jessica Lange will get the Emmy for this. I'm going to oh. put that out there. She's not going to only be nominated. She will get the Emmy. I will be on record to say it is one of the greatest television performances I have ever seen yeah. and probably will ever see for a long time. We'll see what Meryl Streep does in her uh, TV debut. Uh-oh. Now, <laughs> I have to say that right, exactly. I'm starting a feud already. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have to say that it was an absolute delight watching the other actors. I have to highlight the specific actor, Stanley Tucci. Now, if you want to watch somebody having fun, I mean, just good old-fashioned, I'm probably improving a lot of this fun. Yeah. Stanley Tucci is really at the top of his game here. Love, love, love his performance, and you just love to hate him. So <laughs> I have to really echo that. Now, here's the thing. I've thought about what you were saying, that on the page, Betty Davis really was paling, paling to Joan Crawford. It's because Betty Davis lived longer. Yeah. Joan Crawford had a very tragic beginning middle and end mm -hmm. and we got to see that whereas and and we really ended in the 70s whereas betty davis lived well and through the 80s yeah and um was able to to continue to work and do those things so really her tragic end wasn't as tragic tragic as joan and that's pretty hard to write mm -hmm. especially it wasn't until later that we we got a book out about betty davis's um from betty davis's daughter so i i get why they didn't exactly dive into the depths of betty davis but what i do i will say is that the feud itself is probably on the surface going to draw you in because you want to see these two they call it hag what do they say oh, had exploitation oh. or hag yes yes hag exploitation that's exactly hag exploitation <laughs> you want to see these two you know older women duke it out fight it out throwing mud and all that stuff but really you find out what the feud is about at the very end of the series or yeah. not the series excuse me of the um of the show
Right. And we end with, I won't give anything away, so don't worry. We end with um, Joan Crawford at the very end of her health, and she is starting to hallucinate. And she imagines three guests at her home. Mm. And those three guests are indicative of the entire show. One of those guests is her contemporary, Betty Davis. But I won't give away the other two guests, which represents the real feud. Because um, there was a line that Catherine Zeta-Jones said that a feud is really not about anger. It's about deep, deep, deep hurt. Yeah. And who hurt these two iconic actresses the most? It's the other two guests. One represents one entity and another represents another entity. And by the time you get to the end of it, it's a beautifully written arc to yeah. that um, storyline. And you're kind of, it's a very poetic way of dealing with feuding and what it really means so i say watch it binge it i may watch it again just for the performances alone plus you know you do get a little mudslinging here and there yeah and you know what i think that was beautifully said i want to underscore with the refs that everybody watched this it, the way it ended it really was a beautifully written as you said ending so while it had some flaws overall this is definitely wonderful to watch Yes, let's end this whole hurrah by saying so long to a six-season hit on HBO. So um, girl, Farewell. girls, yeah, it's mm-hmm. time to say goodbye <laughs> or goodnight <laughs> for girls. And we know that all of the girls that were cast in there, along with the executive producers and the director and the writer, uh, it's not the director, but the writers and the creators are moving on to bigger and better things, but they didn't leave girls in the dust. I, from my understanding, each season really did its justice to get to this last and final hurrah. Yeah, that's right. And remember the title is Girls, okay? And we talked about this ref in a previous episode where, you know, you asked, uh, you know, critic, do you think that they're going to grow up now? And they didn't, but they are growing. Mm. Aha. Now, so, th- of course, this focuses on four young women. Uh, in the sixth season, everybody think about what you've gone through in your own relationships with friends over the years. What happens? Mm. Mm. Right? We know what happens. And that's what happens here. Everything ain't going to be the same. Yeah. So Lena Dunham, yeah. creator, lead in the cast as well writer, sometime director, she does it all, we see her character Hannah really go through a major life change. She gets pregnant and gives birth to a boy. And if you know Uh-oh. her giving birth to a boy, even she goes oh, what am I doing with a boy? Now this was not planned. She needs the help of people. She is still a girl. She has not grown up. Her mother she has a strained relationship there but she needs her. And one of those three friends of hers is there in the end. And that's Allison Williams' character, Marnie. Marnie is loyal to a fault, but she can only take so much. So they actually, at the end, leave New York City. Oh, yeah. To raise this kid. And is that going to last? I think not. But what they did was so very interesting. Because the penultimate episode was in New York City with the four young women together. We see them the last time together. The final episode is just Hannah finally giving, after giving birth, trying to raise this infant. Ugh. And at the end, there is hope. Maybe Mm. there's a glimmer that's appeared in her eye where she figures out what she needs to bring to motherhood. So has she reached her full potential as an adult? No, it's girls. But we see that maybe she's going to get there. And I think that the way they ended it was 
not obvious, but it was fitting. And I just want to say, if you haven't seen Girls, check it out. I mean, it's a good show. It really is. And if you haven't finished it yet, just keep going. You will be rewarded in unexpected ways. Ooh, so there you have it. We've got the shows that have started its new spring step and the shows that have ended in its dawn in some cases. We are very, very happy to keep watching TV for you, but the bottom line is you're going to have to get out there and watch it yourself. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.